0: Mira C. i'm Peter Sandine, and you're listening to making it i help business owners see what is it that they need people to understand and i help them also see their marketing from a bigger perspective see the bottlenecks and what to do next well i was in a sort of fortunate dis- uh, position as a kid i was good at many things um Mostly because I I practiced like crazy the things that I really got into. Um, I, if I got interested in something, then I got fully obsessed in it, and it became really obvious that well, I'm not going to be a professional classical guitar player and professional whatever else. Like I had all these things that I could have done professionally. Like I I clearly, if I would have kept practicing the way I was practicing as a kid, I could have. So then it became. fairly clear that, okay, it's not just about being good at something. I I have to choose between what I I want to actually do. I think it was really clear for me, even very early on, actually, that I like doing things more than just theoretical learning. Uh, I was very good at school. It was easy for me, but I always enjoyed by far the most uh, the practical things that we did in school. And so when I went to study music production, it was I think a, a natural continuum of that, and I was very interested in it, and, and I, I had some talent in, in that specific part of it as well. But I don't know. I, I think like the main thing that sort of dawned on me why the marketing ended up being the linchpin was that it, it made me see the reality of what the business is going to be. That as soon as I had the marketing figured out, and I started to see some result of it, it became really clear that, I don't want to do it for 40 hours a week, especially with all the downsides of that business uh, and what it would have entailed. The ultimate point was that near the graduation when I was getting into it, I mean, graduation from the school, uh, one of the teachers pointed out that he didn't know anyone in that industry who wouldn't have gotten divorced because of their job. So as soon as it was, okay, now it's just doing the work. I lost, or rather I didn't lose interest in it. It just became really clear. I don't want to do this 40 hours a week. So very quickly, I was full on into learning marketing even more. I mean, I had read everything I could. I had gone through some courses. I had like analyzed as much as I could to like really like understand marketing. And then it just went to overdrive. And pretty soon after that, I was just. I was so full-on into marketing and specific aspects of it that it became clear that, okay, I have something I can do professionally, like I can do well enough that I can do this as a profession. And yeah, then it almost surprisingly, that passion just didn't die out, like all my previous things that I got fully into. So I've thought a lot about how autism has affected me in general and my life in general and business as well, but actually less so than other things. But I think in business, there are things that I know that I'm not like naturally very good at. And I just try not to do those. So for example, I don't find it easy to have a conversation with a bunch of people at the same time. I can do it, but it takes a lot of energy. I'm much, much more comfortable with one person at a time. So then I try to structure almost everything I do so that there's only one person at a time that I'm having a conversation with. Or if there must be more people, then I I make it so that I've, I've come up with all sorts of tricks to make it so that for me, it is just one person at a time or I'm having just one conversation and I get to concentrate on just one. Now I get to do things I really enjoy doing, whereas previously, when I was an employee in a company, I didn't. I had a job I basically enjoyed, but it wasn't really something I would have wanted to keep doing, and I would never have done it for more than maybe 15 minutes a day, a day or a week if I wasn't paid for it. Whereas now I get to do something I'm actually interested in. I want to keep learning. I want to keep trying new things. I want to keep helping other people with it. Um, Which, at least for me, it makes a massive difference to just how fulfilling I find life. I know that for a lot of people, that's not such a concern. But I think for entrepreneurial people, typically one of the key reasons why they are entrepreneurial is that they want to be doing something they are very engaged with and very passionate about. Whereas for many of the people who prefer to have a job, the job, it's fine if it is just a job. Like It just doesn't matter in the same way to them. So, for me and professionally, that's the big, big difference. Obviously, I also make a lot more money than I did with a part time job. But yeah, that's, I think, the big difference professionally. Personally, both a massive amount more and a massive amount less stress, <laughs> just different kinds. So, when I have my own business, I've experienced times when I've had a huge amount of stress because, like, when COVID hit, It created this perfect storm where some projects ended as they were meant to, but then the next projects all got canceled and a couple of coaching clients slightly overreacted and decided to stop doing anything. And like, suddenly I went like 90% of my income just vanished essentially in one month. And like, yeah, there's a lot of stress, but it's different kind. I think it's at least for me, it's much easier to deal with, even though I in a way I'd say there's more of it, or at least in those times there's more of it than I ever had when I had a pretty stable, even if not a very lucrative job. So yeah, I think the big difference is is the stress level or what kind of stress it is. But I think also I'm much happier. I would not be a happy person if I would have kept struggling in a job I don't like, or if I would have kept struggling with the business. I, I would just not be as happy person as I am. What making it means to me in business is that it enables the life you want. For me, that means getting to do the things I truly enjoy doing, both professionally and, and otherwise. And for me, a big part of it is that the job itself is interesting. It is something I would actually enjoy doing even if I wasn't paid for it. Obviously, that's a big benefit that I do get paid for it, but it's not the reason I enjoy it. But also, and I think a lot of people, especially who are earlier on in their business, they forget to think of the smaller things or what seem like smaller things early on. I often ask clients, for example, like, what sort of problems do you like solving or what things you enjoy that many people consider problems or hassles or annoying things or super difficult things? Because you will always have problems in your business or challenges or whatever you want to call it. But you can, to some degree, pick the ones that you have the most of, at least. So if, for example, you absolutely dread the idea of managing a team, then probably better not to build a business that relies on you managing a team. Whereas if you're very good at, let's say, facilitating conversations among groups of people, then let's look at group coaching or masterminds or such things. So I think making it means that you don't have an excessive amount of things that really don't suit you or things that you dislike, and primarily you're building the business and the business operates based on you doing things that you are enjoying and you're good at. And of course, it has to pay as much as you need for the life you want. Whenever I get asked who's inspired me the most, I have the world's cheesiest answer to give, And I've actually tried to come up with something else that would be more in line with what is expected. But my wife, by like a wide margin, is the person who has guided me the most. Even though, I mean, she's not an entrepreneur. She, aside from what she's learned from looking at what I do, it's not like she's a business expert, but she's been able to consistently guide Me to make the decisions that are right for me, which is, I think, a very rare skill for people to have. But, and obviously it's partly because, you know, we know each other personally. But yeah, definitely her. She's inspired me to do what I do. She's given me or gave me originally the go ahead of like, yeah, quit the job, give this your 100% and like make it work. If not, then okay, go find another job. But like, she enabled that. She even came up with the whole idea originally, pointing out to me that, hey, you don't talk about anything but marketing. Maybe that's what you should do. I'm Peter Sandin, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at petersandin.com, and you can find a quick video that a lot of people find interesting because it's some common messaging mistakes that even marketing experts make. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.